Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and on today's show, we got Jake Paul. Yes, Jake Paul, and actually, my buddy Sterling Griffin was on the show as well. Did this show back in March. I did, and uh, it was actually the day I went on Ty Lopez's show, then I interviewed Jake. This is like seven months ago, so like since then, at this time, I had no thought in the world of doing ambitious adventures for my own TV show. And what do you know, Jake actually is one of the people that came on our TV show for Ambitious Adventures and we interviewed him. But I figured this is a time to put this interview out. I had to hold off because at the time he was announcing for him being on Bizardvark for Disney Channel and also for his company Team 10, which if you haven't checked out, go to team10official.com. He's got some cool stuff. But in this show, you're going to learn how Jake got started in social media. He has over 12.5 million followers. Yes, a massive amount. You're going to hear how he got started when he was 10 years old, Jake and his brother Logan, how they got started doing funny videos, and then you're going to hear about the whole process, how it grew to where he is at today. You're going to learn about how to make a video go viral. One of his videos has been seen by 137 million people worldwide, which is insane. We talk about hashtagging. We talk about the differences with Facebook and on Instagram, Twitter. We talk about how to monetize a following. We talk about how rappers are best at promoting their clothes, and you don't even realize it. We talk about Jake's uh, childhood and everything with social media we talk about. That also his company, Team 10, which is doing some awesome stuff right now. They are blowing up. And this kid is 19 years old. He's got a bright future ahead of him. And this is just one of my favorite shows. You're going to get so much value with social media in this. And that's why I call him the king of social media. Let's jump right into it with Jake Paul. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and we have quite the show. We have an old friend. You remember Sterling Griffin. He's been on the podcast show before. He's going to help co-host. How you doing, Sterling? What's up, Brennan T. Adams? Yo, yo. And we have Jake Paul. Hey, what's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> Dude, you are killing it in social media, the things you've done, and I didn't realize how big of an impact you've put the awareness you've done and Sterling here connected me with you. I'm excited to hear your story. We want to start first off. Tell me how you even got into social media. How have you got into doing videos of crazy shit that you do? What got you into this? Um, awesome. And yeah, well, thank you first of all for having me. Um, but yeah, so it all started back, um, when I was like 10 years old, my dad gave me and my brother a camera. Um, what kind of camera? It was like a handheld Sony, like just dinky, heavy stuff, like old, olden days cameras. Um, but it worked and, uh, we basically just like started filming everything that we were doing, just like messing around and like naturally just loved it. Um, and like six months later we found out about YouTube because my brother bought a computer 
and uh, <laughs> got a computer now we're doing yeah. youtube <laughs> well what we found out about it so we started watching like uh smosh and like they were like our idols they're they did like comedy videos and um we were like smosh. Oh, cool. yeah yeah they're the old school social media um kids but we we started watching their channels and like we were naturally always funny because my dad like had a good sense of humor and like, yeah he kind of put that on us and uh we watched their videos and then one day we were like yo let's make our own youtube channel um and we started just making videos like similar to smosh and we called ourselves zoosh which is like <laughs> zoosh a lot like smosh but yeah. it mean it meant nothing and we just like came up with it um so here we are like 10 and a half 12 and a half years old um running around with the camera like shooting scripted videos um we just like were going for it and just started editing them and uploading them and then we'd tell our friends about it and then our friends were like yo these videos are so funny you guys are so funny when's the next one coming out and we're like oh crap like we're popular now yeah do more yeah and like it was just the kids in our school it was like 40 50 kids we were getting like 200 views on like the the videos but (laughs) we, we were doing it for fun so then like we started putting more time into it started getting better at it and we just did it for fun for literally like four years kind of on and off like we would do it like every other week or like once a month. It wasn't like too serious, but it was just a hobby. How then, old were you at this time? Uh, it, I was like 10, 10 and a half. And then your brother was, my brother was two years older. Um, so we, 10, we just did it for like four years, like messing around. Cause there's nothing else to do yeah. in Ohio, which is where I'm from. So what part? Uh, Cleveland. Okay. Cleveland. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So, um, it was, it was pretty fun for us. And then we stopped because my brother, was going into high school and like he didn't want girls to make fun of him for the videos because he was embarrassed by them. Seriously? Yeah, because he like went through puberty. So he, <laughs> he's like, "Yo, he's dude, like, Logan, <laughs> come on." <laughs> Yo, I'm so mad at him till this day. But um, he was like, "Yo, man, like we're not gonna make videos anymore, and I'm gonna delete some of them." And I was like, "No, no, you, you can't delete any." But he was like already sitting there on his computer, and he deleted like ten of them already, and. By the time I convinced him not to delete them, he deleted like ten more, and so now till this day, like you can actually go look them up under Zoosh, um, and there will be like four or five videos there. But I was like, okay, like whatever. It was just for fun, you know. Like yeah. I didn't know I was gonna be doing this nineteen years old, like in LA. Yeah. So um, I was like, okay, like whatever. I'm over it, and um, we would just like did our thing for two years. The um, kind of lived like the middle school, high school life, girls and sports and and no videos at that time. No videos, just like doing whatever. So when did you jump back into it? So um, it was two years later when um, I was a sophomore and my brother was a senior in high school, and we both were on the same wrestling team. We both like did really well that season. We worked for like super hard, and we finished and we were like yo like let's let's like chill for a little bit and had to do something for fun like why not make some youtube videos and we happened to be going to uh um myrtle beach for spring break like two weeks later so we're like all right we're gonna bring out we're gonna bust out the old camera we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna like we we bought a live mic so we could record pranks because we started we always were watching like pranksters yeah um and so we bought a mic and we were like alright we're gonna prank people in Myrtle Beach and so we go there the whole time we're there we're just pranking people um doing like 
stupid stuff like that that video is actually still there and um it was super funny we edited it and then put it up on the internet like a week later when we were back at school all of our friends were like yo this video is the funniest thing i've ever seen blah 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 blah. it got like four thousand views at this point so um we were like oh wow and did you have any audience at that time i mean basically just put the video out yeah we just put well we had like four thousand subscribers yep from doing it for four years before because we uploaded it to the same channel and this was two years ago this was three three years ago now oh wow yeah three years ago wow only three years ago and and what is your what are you at now uh like total following yeah like between 13 million 13 million so you you go from three years four thousand to 13 million wow it's insane can do you ever thought think that you're gonna be at that level at 19 years old no idea like (laughs) i was kind of just like thrown into it so like we made these video we made that prank video and my brother was like yo we should like take this seriously and like step it up a notch so we like got a camera we started like studying like youtube videos and editing and and how to get more views on youtube so we were literally going on iphoney which i don't know if you guys know what that is but it's basically an app like reddit where you can just like scroll through and see funny stuff yeah and you can post like nine things a day so we would go on there, we'd make like five accounts each, each, and then we'd post our video to the max amount of times, nine times a day, so that we would get like a thousand more views a day, just from like people. And we were just like, I'm the hustle. Yes, yeah, so we just kept on uploading and uploading it, and like 40 people would see it each time. And then they'd be like, oh, like you maxed out your number of posts for today. Then we'd log out, log back into our other accounts, and post it. it nine times. So like we were just like hustling to get views because we were like loving it. And we made another video, um, like the next week, um, and it got like ten thousand, fifteen thousand views, and we like jumped up like four thousand subscribers like pretty quickly, um, just from like hustling on like iFunny and um, telling more people about it. And this time, like at this point in social media, like it was a little bit more popular and it was easier to grow. Mm-hmm. Versus when we started when we were ten, it was like right around the start and like there wasn't as many people but um so then after we made that second video and we were like hustling on iFunny the app Vine came out and I was on Twitter which was the only social media platform that I had Twitter or cared about yeah like I I hated social media like I didn't even go on it really yeah and like my friends were coming from you yeah you hated social media right too long ago right so basically just um Vine came out, downloaded it, and was one of the first people on it um, on the first day that it came out. And I remember just like starting to make videos on it naturally. Um, and I had like nine followers, and like nine, yeah. And like I just was doing it for fun, like for my friends. And then I'd walk into the school the next day, same thing. Your vines are hilarious, bro. Like you're super funny. Blah blah blah. blah. And so, like, a week later, I told my brother about it, and he just, like, started making vines. We were just, like, messing around. It was, like, a friendly thing with my friends in school, and I'd I'd like when it turned from the names to 10 likes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, where it says, yeah, like... Yeah, 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 You see Maria, on Instagram, too. Yeah. yeah, like, Maria likes this, like, David likes this, and then it turns into, like, 10 likes. So, I, whenever we did that, I was like, yes, I made a funny vine. So, um... Yeah, buddy. So, then... 
That's when you know you made it. Yeah. So like, <laughs> my brother downloads it, and we like start making them like together, just like messing around. Everyone's like, "Oh, your vines are so funny." As we're like still kind of making these YouTube videos, um, and again, we're still like all doing this like just for fun. But um, then one day I was like shooting it, and my brother was like, "You shouldn't do that angle. Like, you should do." this angle I was like you don't know what you're talking about you have less followers than me <laughs> and he had 40 and I had like 60 or 80 or something 80 followers yeah and so um <laughs> but it was in front of all my friends yep and like his girlfriend at the time was there and so like he got embarrassed and the next day he started studying the platform seeing like what people were doing like what videos were working what videos were going viral etc etc and he started like putting more effort into these things into these videos and stuff and he immediately started growing like a lot of followers like he probably grew like a hundred that next day and passed me and I was like yo like what and so I started to see what he was doing and then I started studying it and then we both started like synergy to... man you guys are helping each other get better and competing yeah so we were trying to like outdo each other and with videos and stuff and then two weeks later um my brother like hacked vine basically hacked like, vine yeah and like made a video that it was like impossible to do it's like really hard to explain but he basically made a video that wasn't possible to make on vine because he hacked it and it went viral on vine and like what yeah and it got like 60,000 likes Wow, um, and he gained five thousand followers, but since I was in all of his videos, I gained like three thousand. So we both had like the most amount of like success we've ever had in like one day on social media because it took us four years to get like. So when you got to that point, like, what were you thinking? Like that happened, it went viral. Like, what was going through your mind? Like, just we like, got something here. No, no, it was still like, wow, this is crazy. Like, this is so much. This is so cool. Like, we're gonna be, we're gonna have fans and stuff. Like. That's all we really cared about. And we just, like, we like the fact that people watched our videos. Because, mm -hmm. like, I think, like, a lot of artists and, like, actors and directors and people will tell you, like, the main thing is if everyone watches it and, like, is inspired by it or loves it, they could care less about, like, how cool it is or, like, the money. They just want people to see what they put out. It, it's showing, like, because I've done TV work, too, and done shows. When you inspire people and you entertain them that is a great feeling yeah for sure and, and that's really like all we were doing and like we just were so happy that now people like were starting to engage in our videos and so from that point on it was just we kept on growing and studying the platform more and luckily luckily this was like the first two months of Vine that this happened so we were we got, got like, in early we got in early, which was a huge like benefit. But but what I say is like anyone can go and like make one viral video. You have to be able to like follow it up. So and, tell like, me if somebody out there listening, because there's a lot of young entrepreneurs out there, maybe a little older than you. I mean, you're 19 years old. You're you're killing it, man. Thank Congrats. You. Thank you. What advice do you give somebody? Because people come me all the time and they're like, well, how do you do this social media? What advice do you give them if you want to make a video go viral? You said anybody can do it. Like, what do they do? Um, so there's like a couple of things that you can do, but the main thing you 
to do is consistency posting mm-hmm. regularly and on a planned schedule because a you'll have more videos and the more videos you have the more followers you can grow the more videos you make the better you get at making them and the more videos you make the more chance there is to go viral because there's things that like play into videos going viral that we don't even see um don't by accident yeah it's like well like if you post at certain times or like um it happens to be a saturday and like your video has to do with something that happened like the next day or something like all these weird factors play into it that like aren't almost tangible so the more you do it the better you'll get the more you do it the more followers you'll get the more followers you get, the more people that I can share it. The more people that can share it, the more views it can get. And like, you, you said a time. So when is a, a good time to post? Um, it's different for everybody. But um, it's generally – I mean it, and it also like changes between platforms. But definitely the weekends are the best because that's when people are relaxing. That's when people like – Or checking out all their yeah, stuff. They wake show. up. They sleep, they sleep in. They wake mm-hmm. up. They're on their phone. Scrolling, they'll scroll. I agree. People can go for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. um, and another thing to another thing to like keep in mind is like, um, if you want a video to go viral, the be- the best platform to do that on right now is Facebook. Um, Why? And there's a share button. If you think about platforms like YouTube, um, there's no share button. Mm. Yeah. And the only way the yeah. only way people can find out about it on YouTube is if I tell you to go, go. Hey, yeah. check out this video. Versus on Facebook, if I share it, generally people have like a thousand, two thousand friends. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Like if you think about people on like Twitter or Instagram, they might only have like three to six hundred um, mm-hmm. followers. But like, think about one share is almost double, doubling your exposure. And like, you can't share stuff on YouTube. But um, what was my other point? I forget. You're talking about timing of posts. You mentioned weekends are good, and then best platform that's shareable right now is Facebook. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. So I uploaded a video on Facebook. This is my most viral video ever, by the way. Upload it on Facebook. What's it called? Uh, it's called Funny Music Moments. Funny Music oh, Moments. Oh, I saw that. Dude, that was funny, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, upload it to Facebook. The funny thing was, right when I was uploading it, I, was, I like uploaded it. I was like, it's going viral. And like I just say that kind of as a joke, but then it actually like went super viral, which was kind of funny. But what, it, what's considered viral? It has like a hundred and thirty-seven million views right now. Hundred and thirty-seven million? Yeah. Come on, bro. Whoa. <laughs> it's Whoa. insane. It's nuts. And that's the power of Facebook, right? So I upload this video to YouTube ten minutes later, and. It has like 300,000 views right now. What a difference. So it's like, it's insane amount so of So it goes show that Facebook, like you said, is the best way to be able to share it. Exactly. That share button. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. if they like it, they're either inspired or they think it's hilarious, obviously they're, they're going to click share. But yes. like, let's say I love a YouTube video. I'm not, and I go and tell all my friends, people might have like five to 10 friends. That's five to ten people. And you have to physically like go off of the platform, text them the link, or verbally tell them, 
And what are the chances that they're going to go and do it? Probably like 10%. So now you have like one person versus if they share it, it's hitting a bunch of people. Mm. <clears throat> that makes sense. So what yeah. would be, uh, you're looking at Facebook, obviously that's powerful. What about Instagram? Um, so Instagram is great as well. Uh, but it, it limits you. I mean, you have fifth is fifteen seconds. Yeah. So you have you have fifteen seconds for video, um, and there's like I said, there's no share button. However, Instagram does have like other features, um, like when someone likes your picture, it shows up to their followers saying like, "Hey, Michelle like Jake Paul's photo." Yeah. So that kind of helps with exposure. There's like the explore page, um, and videos can go viral on Instagram because you can tag someone in the comments. So I always put like tag three friends um, in my caption. And that way like, it's like, it's almost like a share, but it's more of like the verbal, like telling your friend about it. Exactly. Um, and also because Instagram's probably like the most used platform for like teenagers. Especially your that, generation, yeah. Yeah, and so like Instagram's great to grow on and it's great to like um, show your whole life in a more like beautiful way. Um, I feel like people can really like capture who I am if they just go and look at my Instagram. Yeah, it's it's powerful what pictures do. And I mean, Sterling, we're talking about you. You've built your following up with doing your fitness pictures, which are awesome. But it's consistency. It's being consistent, having great pictures. And what about hashtagging? What, tell me, I mean, is there a technique around the hashtagging? Do you hashtag? Like what... How do you feel about that? Okay, so... Some people think that you should do a million hashtags. I mean... So... Um, but now we're got you. Now yeah. I, I saw it. <laughs> it's getting good now. Hashtags... A, a lot of people will put a bunch of hashtags in their caption. But like when you're scrolling through and you see someone with a bunch of hashtags, it's like spammy. Mm -hmm. And like it's kind of in your face. And like it just like too much sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um... I will teach a little trick. Um, you can you can go and comment on your own post and hashtag do the hashtags in the comments, so that way it doesn't show up in your caption, so it won't look like really spammy. So, so you I've you before, yeah. you log out. Wait, you hashtag on your own post? Yeah. So like a lot of people will do it in the caption and then post it. What you do is just caption it like working out today. Post. Then you go to comment, the comments, comment on your own posts, and then put the hashtags there. Yeah. And so that way it doesn't show up in the caption as like really spammy. That makes sense. But it still shows up in the hashtags. And like hashtags are a good, a good tool to grow when like you're first um, starting out. But once you get to a certain point, it's just like you almost mean, redundant. Yeah, yeah. What is that magic number? I'm curious as to like you get to a certain level on an Instagram or a Facebook and then it just kind of keeps growing automatically um i would say it's probably about 100k okay um 100 000 followers but you always like will have to post content yeah it, it, like it how, how many it, times are you posting today like you're uh, consistent but like i mean you're doing two posts a day instagram is like 40 posts a month so whatever the average is out to but it's like more than one a day mm -hmm. um so that's Instagram. Twitter's like seven to ten times a day. Snapchat is constantly updating it throughout the day. 
Facebook. How many snaps do you do a day? Probably like 10, 10 to 15. Yeah. Um, I, I'm at like 50 or 60. I'm kind of blown No it way. Up. Yeah, I'm, I'm snapping my face off, man. Yeah. What, what's your Snapchat for anybody? Um, it's Jake Paul 19. Um, <laughs> nice. Jake so. Paul. I, I'll follow you and BT Adams 18. You want to see 60 snaps a day. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly at the top. Yeah. But um, yeah, Snapchat's cool too. I create some content on there, but yeah. And then what other? Oh, so you said for Twitter, seven to eight. Seven, yeah, seven to. Seven okay, to 10. Instagram, you're doing about forty a month. Yeah, and then Facebook, how often? Once a week. If, Once a week. Yeah, if you're, if you're kind of like, I wouldn't force that though, because you want to like leave people on edge, like wanting more, in a way. Interesting. And you don't want to put out. Um, put out too much content or too much video um, there's kind of like a fine line so it's like once every week once every two weeks what about if you're going to upload a video to like YouTube or something YouTube generally you can go for like once a week depending on the type of content you're making like for example someone like Devin Supertramp who takes hours and hours to make video because they're like planned out and it's a lot of like production goes into it that's going to be like once or tw- once every like two weeks, three weeks. But someone who's just talking to the camera or doing like a challenge, then you can post as much as you want. Um, I find YouTube the easiest to make videos for um, just because it's like do – you, Do you vlog? No, I have before. I did it for 25 days just to like prove to myself that I could do it. And like – Because you probably have people like, dude, why aren't you on <laughs> Yeah. Um, it was – it was an okay experience. What, what about Periscope? I'm not in love with live streaming. Um, and everyone in the older generation seems to like be in love with it. But the, re- the reason why I think it's boring is like because it's boring. Like how much can you do on a live stream with your, while you're just talking to a camera for an hour or 30 minutes? Yeah. Like before fans are just like, what is this? Like, Unless they really just love watching you do whatever, yeah, you're not gonna engage millions of people, which is what your goal should be. Um, and if you're live streaming something cool like you're off roading or you're at a water park or something yeah. like that, yeah, maybe. But like, no one really cares about like your regular life, if, unless it's like you can keep someone. Even vloggers though, like all that stuff's edited. They're technically live streaming, right? When they're vlogging, like Casey Neistat, a lot of people yep, from this. Oh yeah, know. he's the crazy stuff. I saw him in New York. He was doing like snowboarding when they had all that snow. Yeah, so like he's technically live streaming. He's recording himself all day, but he edits that to make it exciting, and he edits it down to six, seven, ten minutes. Whereas live streaming, it's like so much downtime. You're not editing it. You don't know what's gonna happen. Like yeah. Just kind of whack to me. So I got a question for you, Jake. Um, I've been listening to this song. I took a pill in Ibiza a lot lately, and I don't know when we post this video if it'll if it'll still be popular then. But the song talks about this dilemma that someone famous experiences. That you know, like he says, you don't want to be high like me. You don't know who to trust like me. It's like he, it just talks about the issues of being famous and. Um, I've, I've thought about Justin Bieber a lot lately and like some of his struggles he's been yeah. kind of public like he just doesn't have a normal life yeah and so I'm curious like 
What do you think are the downsides of being like really popular and really really well known? Do you ever think about that? Or? Yeah, one hundred percent. And like I can fully relate to that song, um, as well as like Justin Bieber has a song where uh, he says like something like "I'm human too" or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like what a lot of people tend to forget um, at the end of the day. Um, it is a lot of pressure. There's like I said. There's I told you guys before we came on um this podcast but i'm getting like ten thousand messages a day um people are constantly saying upload videos i want to do my best to grow as a as a career and like um there's a lot of people don't see the fans don't see the the deals the contracts the negotiations the this happened the manager called the your video got messed up the editing there's so much pressure and being on set eight hours a day, people don't like people don't understand these things. Um, they, they only see the success, and when you have huge success like that, I mean, they see that they don't see the hard work you put in. Yeah, and and there's like, um, it's like once you go there, like you can almost never go back, and it's mm-hmm. a lot to. Um, yeah. It's a lot of pressure, man. Especially when you're having a bad day and like. Like you're at, you're walking around somewhere, and like fans will come up to you, and then all of a sudden there's, like this happened to me like a month ago. I was just having like a, a terrible day. I was tired. I was on set all day, and I was at the Grove, and like five fans came up to me, and like I was just exhausted, and I was like, but I had to put on this like character, yeah, to be like, hey, like what's up, like how you guys doing, like all this stuff, and then. 10 more fans like came up because they saw me because the other people were taking pictures with me and then it turned into like this whole spiel where I was there for like 25 minutes and you just want to be left alone on a day exactly exactly you just want to be yourself exactly and so like that's a lot of stuff that that, like you only see 1-2% of a celebrity's life Mm -hmm. so it's like all that song is like is like very true um and obviously, it has its ups and and its perks. And stuff. Yeah, I mean, you've got there's a lot of good things in your life, you know. Like, um, this entrepreneur show, like a lot of times you're able to just create income on demand, you know, when you have a great audience, right? I mean, yeah. Would you say that's true? Yeah, um, and that's like all part of it. Um, but it's almost like if I weren't able to make an income off of this, like I wouldn't be able to do it full time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're putting out we're putting out free content. It's content. People it, follow you. It's exactly. eyeballs. Exactly. And I don't think people realize like that they're getting our content for free, um, and they're they're paying like money for Netflix and all this stuff. So, so let's go through because <clears throat> a lot of uh, the listeners. I mean, they want to do their own channels. They want to know how to monetize it. What are different ways to monetize a following? Um. So, number one is to create a niche in the market. Um, you want to create a brand for yourself that's different from any other person on the market. Um, and this like attracts advertisers. Um, and the reason is is because like if there's a if there's 10 people who are funny and good looking and can do a backflip, they're just going to choose the one with the most followers. But let's say there's um, you're the first ever Snapchat artist who, draws amazing pictures there was only one of those people at the time and they only had 
20,000 followers, but they were the only one who could do that. And that attracts advertisers and it's like a niche market and they want to attach themselves to it. Mm. So it's about creating that brand that um, is different from anyone else. And then um, really just, and then the, I guess the ne- next thing would be you have to make awesome content. Um, consistently. That, consistently that brands would want to attach themselves to. Um, and that's, that's a really hard thing to do. Not every video that we put out is going to be amazing. But you do have to have those really good videos uh, occasionally, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then another thing to keep in mind is brands want to work with people who have clean content, who aren't. Um, can't be cussing. You can't be like cussing and swearing and having nudity and like things like that. Um, because that would corrupt. I mean, obviously for who they are as a company. Yeah, like Coca Cola is not going to come to some guy who's like swearing left and right and has like naked girls in his videos. It's just not going to happen. So what would be, <clears throat> so for doing advertising, like what are some of the companies that obviously sponsor you or that you have that you're promoting? I've worked with a lot of uh, companies um, from Coca-Cola to AT&T, iTunes, Microsoft, Beats by Dre. Um, wow. A lot of these like big Fortune 500 companies. And so basically, you use a product on set. I mean, in the videos, you're using their product. Yeah, it could be it's it could be product placement like that, or it could be like more advertising where it's like, hey guys, Beats by Dre is doing um, a campaign where they're giving away free headphones. Go check out their channel to see how you can win free headphones. So it could be more advertising like that, or it could be like product placement. Okay, beyond advertising, what are some other ways to monetize the following? That you, I mean, you guys use? Do you mainly do just ads? Yes. So that's probably the main way. Um, but there are like the non-traditional ways, like merchandise, touring, um, licensing, licensing your videos, mm. um, and what else? Um, and then obviously you can spiral it into um, I'll probably stop recording after like 30 minutes oh that's right Canon 70D does that <laughs> that's the beauty of that having that it, it cuts off at 29 yep minutes yeah. and then goes again the reason for that being is because uh, what is it there's a law you know that there's a law that um, with the shipping and taxation if it's over 30 minutes, it's considered like an actual video camera for doing movies. No way. I, I don't know who told me that, but because of Canon 70D for mine, yeah, when I do it, it, it's so annoying because I obviously have to some, have, be, have somebody there to press the button yeah. or ever, otherwise it can't be longer than that. Yeah. But random thought and uh, thing. But so what, why I was asking that is because today I was on Ty Lopez's show. Do you know who Ty Lopez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's – you got a pretty good following. I mean, not quite. I think his views on YouTube altogether are like 1.4 billion. And he had, I think when we're doing it, there's like 50 or 60,000 viewers. But what we did in then is we promote a course or upsell package. So have you ever thought about, I mean, I know you're 19 years old. You ever thought about doing how-to videos or how to build a following or just selling your own stuff? 
your own merchandise, merchandise, or maybe even T-shirts. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's like that's like the merchandise aspect of it. But yeah, I, I have sold like phone cases and T-shirts and things like that. Um, and that that is another way is to create like a product line. Because mm-hmm. um, you I'm, guys could create your own product line. Yeah, and that's something I'm working on um, right now. Any any that you can mention, or it, what ideas do you have? So I'm kind of varying between like three ideas like starting with one of them that i know for sure that's probably gonna happen is an apparel line nice Um, but the the hard thing with that is like ty lopez is is a businessman he's a businessman he does business videos and totally i get it it's it's a different different. audience right and you can sell to those people because a lot of his audience wants to learn and wants to know about how to do business Mm mm-hmm 99% 99% of my fans wouldn't care about how to do videos or they don't know they don't really want to become famous or whatever but what do you think five years from now so you're 19 and you, because your audience is going to grow with you they're yeah. going to be with you five ten years from now I mean that's looking in the future maybe they will then I mean you don't know right and I think it's all about like building and growing with your audience and changing your content mm-hmm. to grow with them so you stay relevant to that group of people who first fell in love with you. Um, and then maybe at that point it is like, hey, like you guys are out of college. Like here's the real thing. You know, those are all things that like you cross when like that bridge comes. Yeah. But um, but yeah, there's so many different ways um, to do it. It just I, I always think long term and think like it's good and think like, oh, if I, I could sell a product right now and do this but then maybe half of my followers are going to be pissed off that I promoted it too much and mm-hmm. they're going to not like as much I get of my it. stuff you don't want to dilute your audience or corrupt it in any way but yeah. I see where you introducing your own product line I mean that's pretty sweet yeah as long as every, as long as you keep everything organic um, that's like the way to do it do you, what do you are mean you, by that what do you mean by that I mean the, the organic as in like you don't want it to be look like a pop out ad, or too spammy, or forced, or like it's not actually associated with Jake Paul. Um, and it's very hard. It's a very hard line to do and to advertise. But like, if I do a Coca Cola ad, it looks like an ad. You can tell it's an ad. Versus if I'm like making some funny Snapchat messing around, and I'm like. Someone's like in the background is like, yo, like, nice shirt, bro. And I'm like, yeah, it's uh what is it? Oh, it's whatever, blah yeah. blah blah. That doesn't look like an ad. Totally. No. And that's how you can like keep things organic and build the brand mm-hmm. and do it in like a in a smart way. And like if ironically, like the best group of people at this is like rappers. Like they always talk about their clothing lines yeah. in their songs. But like it doesn't it, ever feel like an ad, and it yeah. sounds cool, and yeah. it's like and people yeah. wrap it, and people wrap it, and then they like, oh, that's a sick clothing line. I'm gonna go check it out. Oh, and they get paid for this. <laughs> that makes well, sense. it's usually their line. Like, yeah, it's oh, their line when they do it. Yeah. yeah, and like they're really good at that, and like musicians are really good at that type of stuff. I, I gotta, I want to take the conversation in a little different direction because I'm just curious about this. I've thought about this. So, obviously, you and your brother do similar work. You know your social media celebrities yeah. and, um, have both become very successful in your own right. My question is, 
what do you think your parents did right that have both that have set you both up to be so successful at a young age? Because you know this is a show for young entrepreneurs. Yeah, like, I'm just curious. What do, What do you think that they did that was so helpful? Honestly, I think that's a great great question, um, and I think that's like super important to any like young person or any person striving to reach success um, is their is their parenting um, and I think it's kind of a cool story because my mom's a nurse and my dad was like a real estate agent slash like project manager on a roofing company yeah so like they had nothing to do with the entertainment industry but like where they set us up is like we just were always working like um, being pushed to work whether it was my dad buying a house and we would have to go in and refurbish it doing the most laborious I don't even know if that's a word hard work hard work yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, jobs and like non-stop like working for free um, for my dad just to like help out um, always having to get good grades and like parents who are strict is like the number one thing um, and with my dad it was like we were we were doing crazy stuff. I remember we had to go clear out this hoarder's house. And oh boy, I've seen these. Yeah, and it's literally like you can't you walk in and you're not on the floor because there's stuff on the covering the ground and it's just stacked everywhere. And it, we had to get it done in two days. So we were literally there for like 14 hours, just picking stuff up, carrying it out, and like throwing it for 14 hours, and like doing things like that really changes your work ethic and um, mm. when you kind of like grow up doing it you just it becomes a habit part or part of you yeah. yeah so like just knowing how to work and then I think another thing that helped was my mom and dad were both like competitive athletes in high school and like that competitive nature just rubbed off onto us and like we were very competitive in our own sports what and not just sports but like whatever we did we wanted to be the best at it mm. um whether it was the local basketball game or playing bingo like it's we were just competitive you know and i think when you combine a really good work ethic with competitiveness it's like it's, there's nothing that and especially with you, you and your do. brother competing against each other yeah <laughs> and, becoming and, like, better. and that too um, so it's just like those two things are key um, and a lot of people like think they know how to work like I see this all the time They're like oh I work hard I work hard and it's just like and they let you know about it the yeah. people that let you know I've worked how many hours exactly but it's the like, people that are working their ass off they don't the, they just keep working exactly so um, <laughs> yeah it's it's. I think those are two really important things so what do your parents think about you guys now how do they feel about everything? They are like blown away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like at the same token, again, like I think they're great parents. My dad would always, I would always be like, I hate you, dad. Like I have, I want to go have fun. Like I'm working, doing this. I'm like picking weeds out. I'm like 16 years old. Um, and uh, I would always get mad at him. He's like, one day you're going to thank me. And like I'm at that point. Where thanking. I'm thanking them. I'm like, yo, like you're, you guys are great parents. Like, thank you so much. Um, and I kind of, where, where were we? I kind of like lost. No, no. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so they think, um, 
they're like it's insane they're so proud they're like you guys are doing awesome etc 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 but at the same time they're like like all right like now go better now keep getting better exactly keep keep Mm. do this like um you got to keep on working harder you got to set yourself up to do the next thing the next step now now jake you obviously you and your brother are competitive and that's good you want to become the best now have you guys do you have mentors because i mean mentors are very powerful i mean for anything do you guys have anybody that mentors you because i mean you're you're 19 years old your brother's 20 is he 21 yeah he'll be 21 in like two three weeks yeah yeah do you have anybody that helps you and guides you yeah for sure um i would say it's like it's kind of like a collective of people but the one that stands out um to me is my uh friend from back home my dad's friend from back home his name is mike giuliano um and giuliano yeah he's italian yeah 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 Yeah. so um it's funny that you say that because he makes fun of himself for being italian um he was helping out from like when we first were starting to make money from this because it started off very slow and like small amounts of money and because like social media was like a new thing and we only had like 200,000 followers so my dad kind of knew something was there so he immediately like reached out to Mike and was like yo can you like talk to these guys and like figure it out because Mike had been very successful in like tech and he worked at Intel and then started like consulting for businesses and like um now has his own company which is uh really successful and so um he just was always throwing out advice and would spend and give us the time of day Mm, um it's cool before it was really anything before we moved we even thought about moving to los angeles and um he was always helpful with like business and negotiations and talking about that whole thing and career and like he knows a lot about los angeles for whatever reason and like um, he actually helped me come up with the idea of um, Team 10. Yeah, let's jump into that. So what is – tell me about Team 10 and what you're doing. All right, so Team 10 is the first ever social media label. So think of it like a record label. Let's say – let's use Rock Nation for example, Jay-Z's record label. Jay-Z is talent scouting, finds a girl – in the islands named Rihanna no one knows about her she's good looking she can sing like crazy she can dance etc etc he basically brings her in incubates her hooks her up with all of his people to make music then makes music with her puts puts her on his songs um, develops her brand marketing puts some money behind her and Rihanna becomes Rihanna and he takes a percentage for X amount of time. Yeah. I do the same thing. Replace all that with replace all the music and just put social media. I do that for social media. Um so it's literally like a record label except I just foster kids following and teach them how to do social media. Um introduce them to the brands once they have the followers to monetize it. The connections you already have. Exactly. And like learn like they don't have to go through the same mistakes that I did when I was like first um, going through social media and like all that stuff and then obviously taking it to the next level of a career because now you can transition social media a big social media following 
into a career very easily. Um, mm. It's it's basically a talent incubator, but the unique aspect of it is where there's the team part of it. So mm. like, yeah, that's cool. My vision for it is, I'm I have my following. I'm growing. Let's say let's just say Instagram. I'm growing like six thousand followers a day on Instagram. Wow, that's cool. That's great. But like, that's what you're doing right now. Yeah. Wow, six thousand a day. Yeah. Wow. It, it's it's crazy still to think about, but um, I'm growing six thousand a day. I start to bring someone onto my the team. I they start to grow their following. They become big where they're growing organically over in this like field I'm growing over in this field and then let's say all of a sudden this girl or guy is growing 5,000 a day now all of a sudden there's two of us and we're on the same team all going for the same goal and we're all of a sudden growing 11,000 a day so then take that and add 10 more people to the equation mm. and now all of a sudden we're growing 60,000 a day and um, when because yeah yeah you have organic all around mm -hmm. each other and mm -hmm. together you can build it much bigger exactly and the bigger you get the bigger you get so it only snowballs and then we can only add more people into the equation um, and we'll, we'll pretty soon be able to bring someone in and they millions of people will know about them immediately. instantly immediately and so there's all these talented actors there's all these talented singers that go undiscovered for their whole lives they but, can come to you and be discovered right away exactly and they could they could go to, but here's the thing they could go to a record label and get their signing bonus and get their songs made and get their blah 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 blah, blah. but what does all that matter if no one listens to the song if they don't have the exposure if they if their music <clears throat> video doesn't get 50 million views it's like so it's like in the new world that we're entering label. into it's like your label holds all the power exactly and that's my goal is literally to compete with these like big record labels and and the thing where they won't ever be able to compete with me is they're just music i can bring on an actor they have no platform for making an actor famous you can don't, you don't, can help an actor become famous you can help a musician i could help a chef become famous i could help a guy who does one-handed push-ups become famous whoever so i can Mike, i can do that <laughs> my, my, Sterling, <laughs> sterling's over here oh i know sterling's like i'm gonna do all this crazy stuff uh, like, so what would be for anybody listening well how can somebody work with you what are going to be the requirements how does it even work so there's a lot that goes into it but if you can't reveal the secret formula it's yeah, okay the 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 general scope of things for right now is I'm building one demographic at a time. Mm -hmm. So right now, I'm not going to sign on the guy who can do one-handed push-ups or a chef because it wouldn't make sense for my audience right now. But the audience and the demographic that I can make people ex and give people exposure in is like the 13 to 24-year-old demographic, 50-50 female, male. Um, and so anyone who will appeal to that audience, whether they're good looking, a good looking guy who little girls will go crazy over, or a, <laughs> a funny girl who makes uh, funny videos, yeah, who will appeal to that demographic. So 
anyone who can has a talent or a look or something that appeals to that demographic that is who I'm talent scouting nice so you're looking for talent to obviously from the beginning to help build and do they have to have a following I mean no basically just somebody talented so the first girl I signed her name was Alyssa um when I signed her, she had 2,000 followers across all of her social medias. Wow. And this was six months ago. Now she has 2 million. So Get out. And what, what does this girl do? And she's, she's just a model and makes funny videos. So why, why, did you, uh, why did you pick her? What was unique about her? So, and how old is she? She's 19. So... Wow. A, since we are a team, have to get along, have to vibe with the person because mm-hmm. we're working together a lot. B, she had the look and the personality to do it. C, um, she was ready to work for it. And that's like a big thing because I can come in and tag these people all I want. But if they don't have content, their own content, or they don't want to go to meetings or they don't want to go to acting class to make themselves better, then what's the point? Wasting your time. Exactly. So it's kind of like those three things were there. You don't want to associate with people that aren't going to work hard. And it's all saying you are the average of people you hang around. Exactly. So obviously you want to be around people that are going to make you better. Exactly. Help build your following. And together, I mean, you're building a powerhouse, man. Yeah. um, I'm super stoked for it. And like, it's only getting bigger and bigger and like easier to sign people because they see that it's working. So what what is your ultimate plan with this? What do you want to do five, ten years from now? Jeez. I mean, you're already thinking about I mean, you're 19, man, but you've already thought ahead of the rest of the people out there. Yeah. I, I mean, what do you see this being? I see it being the premier label and celebrity incubator of Los Angeles. Um, I, I honestly think I can go head-to-head with all these Universals or Atlantics or whatever their names are. And you, you can show, as a young entrepreneur, you can take on these big corporate companies with social media. Social media. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And that's the goal. I, just, I think 100% possible, but obviously it's going to take time and that's but like that's like every business and effort and a lot of work. So. Dude, that's genius. Thank I mean, you. any way we can help you with that, that's awesome. We have about five minutes here. I want to go into a few questions and maybe Sterling, if you got a couple too to ask. But what would be for anybody out there? And I usually say younger version, but I mean, you're 19. Mm-hmm. What would be your your top advice for anybody, just in general? What's your tips or advice to give them if they want to do their own business or follow their own dreams and anything? Um, I think the number one thing you can do is learn and study where you want to go. Let's say you want to make a business in making toothpicks. You got to know about toothpicks <laughs> yeah. to the T. I know about to social. The uh, to the nice T. To the T. Nice one. Exactly. <laughs> here, yeah. everyone. Exactly. So, I was waiting for the joke. <laughs> so that's like the number one thing. You have to know what industry you're getting into, like full circle, ins and outs. Um, and from there, it's about being innovative 
and creative and then just working nonstop. And like I said earlier, people will think they're working, mm-hmm. but until like you, I define working as like, not necessarily by how little you sleep. Cause I watch so many interviews and they're like, yeah, I wake up at three or four or five or 6 AM. It's like, that's, that's not necessarily necessary. Like it's about devoting the time of the day that you're up to whatever you're working on. So mm. 100% of the day, I wake up, I don't care what time, like I do wake up early, but I wake up and I'm on emails and then I'm doing stuff for the rest of the day for this company or for the Jake Paul brand until I go to sleep and then I wake up and do it Monday through Sunday. A lot of people stop Friday night and they're like, oh, I worked hard. I know. And then- have a 40 hour, 50 hour, whatever work week you call it. Yeah, exactly. And like you, you have to be able to work that and then work on Saturday and Sunday as well because it's going to become think about it think about how much stuff Mark Zuckerberg has to do yeah do you think he takes days off it, the no. guy wears the same shirt every day so he doesn't have to use his brain power to think about what he's going to wear exactly and gray shirt every single day that's going the next level it's yeah and and that's like really what you have to do is just you have to live eat and sleep it and make a lot of sacrifice um but you love what you do man yeah and at the end of the day i do think that's important but um you'll definitely have to do a lot of stuff that you don't want to do um but but at the end of the day i do love entertainment business and acting and making videos and and striking business deals there's nothing more exciting oh it's fun isn't it (laughs) yeah it's fun it's great so one of my last questions maybe sterling's got one too um, what would be your advice to anybody that wants to try to build their own social media following? Because I mean, that's the biggest thing. Everybody wants to try to build well, their following. You mentioned consistency. Yeah, that was really big. And you mentioned creating a specific niche, but anything beyond those? Um, I think beyond the beyond that, um, another really important thing you can do is kind of the point I just touched on is studying what the biggest people are doing. And mm. studying every little thing, like there is so so many little things that we big social media people do that will go scrolled by to the unrecognized eye. But like you have to really like pick apart, and like you'll see like me do something, and then you'll see like someone else do it. And like if we're both doing it, generally like that is something that you help you grow. And it's just studying and seeing all those little things um, and seeing what content is relevant and seeing like why did that post get 137 million views mm-hmm. well there's an answer to it um, and it's about just like figuring that out for yourself in a way um, so so what would be your preferred place for people to find you I mean I say this on the show but like you literally people can just google you but where where can people find you Instagram obviously just go to yeah, I would say, I would say <clears throat> Instagram um, is at I'm Jake Paul. Yep. Um, and from there, you can find me on anything else. And so. what about if they want to actually work with you? If they if they want to try to be a part of your team and join the powerhouse that you guys are creating? Um, you can just hit my email. It's uh, jake at team10official.com. And one thing I will say is... <clears throat> 
um, a lot of a lot of people like will come up to me in the streets and like ask for a picture but not many people will like email me or um, come up to me in the street and be like hey man I'm blah 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 I'm a videographer I'd love to shoot your videos I probably had one person do that to me and I seriously and I worked with that person for five months wow. six months and same with this kid who emailed me he was he just emailed me and like people are like oh they probably get a ton of emails or oh they probably get annoyed by this all the time but like I would rather have someone who proactively is coming to me like wanting to work than someone who I have to like reach out to because I know that yeah. they're gonna go 100% if they're like proactively doing it that's good I've I really want to focus on that piece of advice that you gave is just like how to connect with influencers. It's like the idea that if you seek to add value first and you're proactive towards them, then then people like you will try to find a way to fit that into your life because it helps you. Yeah, 100%. And like um, you just got to be have courage and be brave. Um, and you don't know if you don't ask for something. Exactly. It's so it, – it's weird to me. That you say that because the thing is, like, you would think people would be offered value. We were just talking earlier, Sterling and I, about how I've, when I get to people, big names, I add value to them. Because I get emails all the time and not quite at the level you do with the yeah. 10,000. But people always, in, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? The people that I listen to are the ones that say, hey, I want to help you. And then they help me in return. I'm going to help them back. It's the serve others. It's serve others and adding value to others. It's not about what's in it for me. It's yeah. how can I help you? And it goes both ways then. Yeah, and it'll, it'll come back one day. I, it I will. That for it sure. will. So any last thoughts? So this has been a great show, man. I've, a lot. You have, I'm, I'm excited for your future Thank and you. everything you're doing. And you're killing it. it not even 19 years old 19 well years. I just turned 19 you like just turned 19 a month ago yeah a month ago yeah that's that's crazy any last thoughts um I mean work hard be innovative and don't don't take no for an answer and yeah that's pretty much it don't take no for an answer yeah especially if you're asking a girl out <laughs> that's true <laughs> do you want to go out no Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, guys, dude. Good show. It's Sterling here and Jake. And, wow, great advice. And you know what time it is, guys. Go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable. Because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. Have a great day, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show with Jake Paul. Dude, Jake is awesome. This kid is a true young entrepreneur. If you want to check out the show notes and everything else, go to BrennanTAdams.com and look at the show for Jake Paul. Also, go to Team10Official.com and you can check out everything they're doing with Team 10 and their tour, which they're going on tour right now all over the country and all the talent they have. Uh, with a group of kids that they have but Jake is a rock star he knows his stuff he's going far he's uh, doing his acting he's doing his in social media and business he's a true entrepreneur and most people don't see that side of Jake and I'm glad we're able to see that on this show and everything he's doing so be sure to follow Jake on all social media outlets dude just google Jake Paul and check out team10official.com 
Jake's awesome a guy, became a good friend of mine, and uh, he's also going to be airing on season one of Ambitious Adventures. I'm ready for that show to come out as well. So that's it for today's show. And in the meantime, go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Bernie C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.